Welcome to Religious Renegade Podcast. My name is Christina Carlson, and I am a life coach, podcast host, and ex-evangelical. On this podcast, I will be interviewing people at all stages of their deconstruction journeys and sharing on topics that are relevant to living in life beyond religion. My wish for you as a listener is that you find hope and comfort here, that you are able to see yourself in these stories and to know deeply that you are not the only one. You are not a lost sheep or someone who has fallen away. You are strong and brave and willing to ask the hard questions for yourself, for your children, and for the world. If you are interested in sharing your story, please email me at christinacarlsonlifecoach at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Please note that you can be kept anonymous if you wish. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I have a special solo episode for you today. Because I have been thinking about something that I believe will mean a lot to a lot of you. And that is thoughts on choosing yourself after a lifetime of being told to choose Jesus instead. Choice is power. And being raised how we were, we can have, and a lot of us have had, a interesting relationship to power that is, has been less than helpful for us. This is a huge topic and one that could literally have books written about it, but I wanted to do a mini episode to talk about very simple ways to move into choosing yourself. Uh, Being raised in evangelicalism, there is a deep belief ingrained in you from the very beginning. One, that you're born bad. Two, that you need Jesus to save you. And three was the simple choice that we had in front of us was choose Jesus every time. Choose Jesus over your family. Choose Jesus over your friends. Choose Jesus over your job, over your spouse, over your safety. Choose Jesus over your body and ultimately choose Jesus over even your sanity. There was no room for you. If you had big feelings, you were told to choose Jesus. If you were harmed, you were told to choose Jesus. If you were deeply scared, you were told to choose Jesus. There was no space. If you're on this journey, take a moment to give yourself a hug or gently touch your arm and take a deep breath. Moving into a space of choosing yourself after growing up like that is a process, a beautiful one you are very capable of, and it is work. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad that even in beginning to hear and listen to this, you have already begun to choose yourself. There was a steep power dynamic that you were within during that time, one of submission, servitude, and immediate obedience. Immediate obedience doesn't allow for you to listen to your body or have autonomy or even make a choice for yourself. Moving away from that requires a few things, and one is a dissolution of the idea around power over and that others are better or worse than you. So that's that relationship to power that I was talking about. And number two is a shift into the deep belief and in the worth and value that you possess just because you exist. These two definitely go hand in hand, but I'll talk about them individually. The dissolution of that power dynamic starts at a core level. Everyone needs to have power and be trusted with that power. This starts simply with knowing where we begin and end and knowing what is our responsibility and what is not. Within the framework most of us grew up in, 
so many of those lines were blurred with codependence or just abandonment. The simplest way to start with learning this is by learning to say no and practicing letting go of the responsibility for how others respond to that. I'm not talking about being bitchy with it, (laughs) even though it can be easier to go that route at first, Uh, but I mean saying no and allowing others to have their feelings and still holding your ground. Here's a very simple example. Your friend says, coming out tonight, I need you. I've had a shit day at work and I need to blow off some steam. You have had a shit day too, but you need to stay in. You're very tired. So you respond, I'm so sorry your day was shit. That sucks. I can't go out tonight. Can we meet for coffee on Sunday? I'd love to catch up with you and hear all about it. Your friend replies, oh, come on. You're never around anymore. I miss you. It will be so much fun. I promise we will have the best time. I'll make it up to you. You're still feeling like you need to stay in. You're still tired and you want to honor your boundaries. So you say, haha, I'm sure it would. I can't though. Hang Sunday. This is like a very empathetic way to hold your boundary. You're saying, I care about you. I want to see you. Let's make plans another time, but I can't tonight. Um, This is an example with a friend. Obviously, every relationship is different. So your own discernment here on what your relationship is like matters. Uh, But basically, you're saying you're kindly holding a boundary And it's a simple one. And your friend may be disappointed. They probably are because they wanted to hang out with you. And you're trusting that they're going to be okay. And the relationship will be okay. And that you're going to be okay as well. You're going to be able to handle that feeling of them being a little bit disappointed. And know that that feeling actually has nothing to do with you. This is very hard from where we came from. So Try to start as small as you can if you're not used to saying no at all. Start with things that you feel comfortable with saying no. Notice how you feel around it. Um, I know this is a funny example because I know a lot of us go out now and love going out after having left conservative culture, but I think you get the idea. Your friend has these feelings. They are not yours. Your responsibility is to be kind because you love them and hold the boundary firmly. You really need the rest here. It matters to you that you get some sleep and your friend is not responsible for keeping your boundary. Your friend is not responsible for backing off necessarily. You are. You are the one who holds that boundary. This is the simplest way to choose yourself. Again, maybe your friend is disappointed, but you chose yourself here and a friend worth having will understand that you cannot be everything to them all the time. That may even give the friend permission to say no to something they don't want to do later on down the line for someone else. This leads me to the second part, that shift into a deep belief in the worth and value that you possess just because you exist. This is what will make the first step easier over time. Saying no enforces the belief that you have worth and value, and having worth and value enforces the belief that it's okay to say no. These two really play into each other. Cultivating a deep sense of worth is a process I work on with a lot of my clients, so I'll share a few things that have continually been helpful. Number one is finding time alone. Time alone is a way of getting to be with and know yourself and know your own presence. Just like you'd spend time with someone else to get to know them, you can spend time with yourself, doing something you enjoy doing, like walking, running, painting, Something you can do physically, like what I mentioned, is best because there is space for your mind to just be. Obviously, this is just what's worked for me, but I trust that you'll know and find your own way that feels best to connect with yourself alone. Some people really love journaling. That hasn't been as helpful for me in this area. 
but always go with what you think is best. Number two is choose one small way to love yourself every single day and be consistent. This is a deeply personal choice like all of these, but the point is consistency and doability. For this one, think more along the lines of something that makes makes you feel cared for and loved. Depending on where you are at with self-care, this could be as simple as drinking a full glass of water at the start of each day, or repeating an affirmation in the morning, or taking five deep breaths before you get out of bed. The point is consistency here and showing up for yourself. The third is meditation. (laughs) I feel like this one is self-explanatory because you'll hear me talk about it so much. Meditation has actually been proven to improve concentration and increase the gray matter in your brain. It literally helps expand consciousness. If you are looking to deepen your self-worth, tap into your intuition, or connect with yourself on any level, meditation will be helpful. Also, there's so many kinds of meditation. So if you have a hard time with one type, there are so many other options. Number four is make time each week for something that gives you deep joy and do it for no other reason. This could be taking a bath, could be sitting outside for an hour or taking a walk in a park every week. Um, For me, I hiked every single week last year and that was exactly what I needed. This year, I've been doing other things um, like alternating hiking and kayaking or um, taking an hour to journal every week. It just depends on you and what makes you feel loved and cared for. Those are just general guides for ways to really deepen your sense of worth and trust that you deserve that and are are valuable enough to be receiving these things from yourself. It is so important to remember that you are moving mountains by making these shifts you have within yourself. If you've come from the background we have, these are huge steps and you even being at this process says at this point says two things about you. Number one, you're already capable. Look at how much you've already done. Just if you need to take a minute and think about five big things you've shifted in your thinking since you began deconstruction or since you started shifting your faith. Number two, you can allow yourself rest and space to move at the pace that feels comfortable for you. Deep breath. (laughs) Healing and growing is a journey that cannot be rushed. It can be leaned into or resisted. Allow, allow, allow. Feel the pull and draw and allow it. And you will continue to see incredible change. You are good and worthy exactly as you are right now. Exactly as you always have been. Accepting where you are and accepting yourself as you are. Allowing yourself your own process is a deep part of that healing and healing all that you've been been through. I hope all of this was helpful. I deeply care about you and your journey, and I really have so much respect for you in moving from the past that you have into a space where you are leaning into your self-worth and your own healing. It is not an easy journey, and it's a beautiful one. And you are so capable and you can allow yourself rest in this process. You can allow yourself joy in this process. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to take a minute to talk about my life coaching services. 
If you are someone who is feeling uncertain about your purpose now that you've left religion or uncertain about your personal values and struggling with your personal identity now that you have left, I would love to talk with you. I love working with people to help them understand their body's intuition and trust their own yes and no and figure out who they are now that they have the freedom to do so. It can be such an exciting and exhilarating experience and also a scary one, which is why I think support can be incredibly helpful. I am very gifted in helping people see what they're good at and what they're gifted in doing and contributing to the world. So if that sounds like you, I'd love to hear from you. Please go to christinamcarlson.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-M-C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. You can schedule a free discovery call and we can talk about what we can work on together. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Religious Renegade podcast. Please like and subscribe to hear more. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Christina Carlson Life Coach. Thank you.